Yo, welcome back to Couch Sessions, and today I'm joined with Natalie Colaro, a multi-talented singer-songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. We talk about what it's like being in the music industry, not wanting to be in the music industry, and how she kind of fell into it. We talk about how her crazy supportive family is, and we just get to know her a little better. I did find the old track she was talking about later on in the podcast. It's down in the description. If you haven't heard it yet and you're a big fan of Natalie, go check that out. If you're new here, don't forget to like and subscribe on your podcast platform as it not only helps the podcast grow, but it also helps the podcast guests grow as well. You can support the podcast directly at buymeacoffee.com forward slash couch sessions. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. Go check it out. Shout out to Nora for being a couch help supporter. If you want to find out more, all the links are down below in the description. If you're listening to this on the podcast, go check us out on YouTube at couch sessions. Links down below. But enough of that. Find that comfy spot on the couch and let's get it. Hey, Natalie, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start with where it all began for you in the music industry. Okay. Um, well, I guess that's tough because I've been, you know, a, music's been in my life since I was little. So I guess the industry aspect itself when I wanted to pursue a career, was, was I was about 14 or 15 and uh, I was already obsessed with music. I already played multiple instruments and was like very focused on music but I never considered pursuing it professionally because I just thought that's something that you couldn't do um, and my mom would always say you know you should be a musician and I was like no you're wrong mothers are never correct about anything um, I'm just kidding <laughs> at the time I thought so and then I saw Paramore in concert and uh, became obsessed with Haley Williams very quickly and um just at that concert itself, I texted my mom like, okay, you're right. I'm doing music. Um, yeah. And then she just was an idol for me in that moment. And then I, you know, started having new inspirations and I just kind of came obsessed with it then. So that's how I got into it. And how did you find your quote unquote sound? Like what made you want to go with the like crazy vocals that you have? Is it just like the naturalness of you? Uh, I think that it is the naturalness of me because I I try to do different sounds often. Um, I don't like being, you know, stuck within a box and unable to experiment with different things. So I think I just always gravitate towards what feels the most fun in any given moment. And so sometimes I like soft singing and soft spoken lyrics and things like that. Um, but then other times, you know, I want to have a set list for a show filled with loud boisterous songs so yeah I think it's just what comes naturally to me and uh what I I guess what I enjoy the most is the best way to word it yeah well I did read somewhere that you like to do tricks and stuff on stage cartwheels and all that what where's (laughs) where's the energy come from okay it's funny you ask that because after shows people have said to me are you on cocaine like actually have said (laughs) that to me um and so I'm writing well I wrote a song about that that's going to be my next release called cracked pepper and it's about that people think I'm on cocaine I'm not on cocaine uh I think the (laughs) the energy I think that I've just always had that like I've always been you know 
a person that wants to do a lot of things and uh, can, you know, hang out with people all day and all night. And uh, I think it's also when you're enjoying what you're doing, it's hard to lose stamina because I can't jog. Like I can't go out and run because I hate it so much that I immediately get out of breath and I think it's psychological, but then yet I can do a show for <laughs> an hour and like run around and do all that and sing. So it's, I think it just comes down to just it being so fun that it's just an adrenaline rush because, you know, after a show I'm in physical pain. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, with the whole COVID situation over in the States, how did that affect you show wise mentally um how did that yeah how did that affect you um i mean if it affected me i mean i did lose a family member and that was rough and oh. uh i think that it, it, even before that happened i was already kind of in this like wake up call mode of like oh like things can just be like ripped away from you at any moment um and i think you know, I think every generation has something that happens that kind of like emphasizes that. And I just, you know, being my age, hadn't really experienced that yet in my life. And which is honestly, I would say a privilege to just like personally in my life, hadn't experienced anything of like, wow, something can like something you care about so tremendously can just be stripped from you. And that's just reality. And you have to live every moment kind of like you know, appreciating the good things and uh, also kind of being prepared. And so it affected me in a way of going like, okay, I have to always have music lined up and ready to go. Um, that's something my mom had also been saying to me, <laughs> something I didn't listen to. So I definitely listen to her now and make sure I have music lined up. At least I'm trying to, it's, it's very hard for me to pump out music quickly. Cause I'm so particular. Um, so that was something, uh, the losing the family member part was when it was like, this is real. This isn't like a joke. I mean, I always took it seriously, of course. Like I never, I'm not an anti-vax, no math. <laughs> but like, I think you just also don't, it doesn't, hit, sometimes things just don't hit you. You're like, this, there's a pandemic and I'm going to be safe and I'm going to be responsible. Um, and, you know, <laughs> next week it'll be over and then it, that's not over. Yeah. Um, so that's how it affected me personally. And I think, you know, I, I get weird talking about the pandemic because I just think of how many people had it way worse. And uh, so whenever people are like, how did it affect you? And I'm just like, I had it easy. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I got, I got unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, cause most musicians <laughs> wouldn't get unemployment. So I guess you're, you're kind of one of the good ones, I guess. Very lucky. Yeah. I was able to do uh, the whole self-employment unemployment kind of thing. Um, very lucky for that because, you know, no shows. Hmm. just nothing happening <laughs> it was very scary um but yeah that's how it affected me so yeah mm -hmm. if you don't mind me asking what was the move like from san diego to nashville if that's where you're currently at um i don't <laughs> it was from new york to nashville okay i read <laughs> diego, san diego I, but i'm not sure no, you i have. don't know why that's funny to me i'm sorry i'm not laughing at you i just no, think that's like, fine. <laughs> um yeah, it was from New York to Nashville. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, it was it was because uh, I moved in the middle of the pandemic, um, so that was like interesting because people kept saying to me like, "You're gonna do that now?" And I was like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> um, it was my first time living on my own. I live, you know, I have a roommate now, but for a year I lived in a studio apartment, um, and it was cool just because I 
could always sit at my computer, make music. And, you know, for the entirety, I lived in my apartment. I worked on uh, my release before the last release, Snow. Um, it was, it was cool. I really liked it. Uh, you know, and I could still work on music with my roommate too, because she's a musician as well. And it's, you know, I'm a music city, uh, the transition between the two, I mean, cause New York doesn't have a music scene in my opinion. I mean, I, I bet other people probably have other opinions, but it's, to me, it's mostly just theater and fashion and stuff like that. Um, and so I wanted a music scene where there's always something to do music related. Um, so even during the pandemic, there was still stuff to do. You're surrounded by musicians. You have a lot of people motivating you. Um, and it's the reason why it's funny you say San Diego is because I do want to go to California after this. So <laughs> I was like, he knows, he senses it. It's <laughs> oh, so weird. I read somewhere that you're a San Diego native. I was born in Long Beach. Okay. Maybe so, that's what, yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was born, I lived there till I was like six. So it's, it's not, I, I, I kind of remember it. I kind of don't, you know. You know, it would explain a, lo- a lot on why your shows are more on the East Coast than they are on the West. Yeah, it does explain. I do want to start building you know more of a presence over there so I'm like trying to push myself that direction (laughs) what was playing I feel like you played at the hard rock cafe in Tampa often were you a a resident there or was it just like one of those things where they just brought you on all the time no I so I was born in Long Beach and then Mm -hmm. when I was six my family moved to Tampa and then when I was 17 New York and then I moved down to Nashville alone. So all over the place. Yeah, I lived in Tampa for a few years. And that's when I started doing music. So when I was just kind of like a baby playing with just my guitar, um, I started doing shows at the Hard Rock Cafe that was there. And the staff was so nice to me. And they always like, <laughs> they always just had me like do all these little events. And like, they always gave me free Hard Rock merch. And um, I don't know. I feel like I should reach out to them at some point and be like, hey, that was a good time in my life. <laughs> you- <laughs> They really, they really helped me like kickstart my, my music just cause you know, I, the, when you're just starting off, it's kind of like, what do I do? Like, so how do I do shows where, where what's like, there's no rule book or, yeah. you know, how to perform for dummies book. So uh, just being able to have any stage to like get used to performing and it's, you know, it was cool. It was nice. I liked that they gave me that opportunity. What was your first ever gig like? Stepping up on stage in front of all those people. I think I would say my first, cause I, I started off doing open mics hmm. and then I think my first real like show was at the hard rock in front of like a lot of people. And every time I'm nervous at a show, people tell me I don't seem nervous. They're like, Oh, you were, you, you seemed fine. Um, but I was like shaking. I was <laughs> mortified. Um, and my mouth gets all dry and my knees feel like they're clacking together, which doesn't, it doesn't look that, that way at all. It's all in my head. Um, but yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> that would explain the cartwheels. Well, see, the thing is, though, you know, what's so funny is that I because when people ask me like, oh, well, how do you not have stage fright? And it's like, oh, I do. It's just that when you have fear, you can do the like fight or flight thing in your head. And so when you go into fight mode, it makes you crazy. <laughs> and that's why I have the, I guess, desire to do those things. Is because, you know, I'm more nervous doing an open mic or a, an acoustic show where I'm just standing with my guitar because there's no way to expel that fear you have. So, like, that, it, that actually, that, it does explain the cartwheels because that, that's kind of, you know, why I, I have the urge to do those things. It, it kind of is like a release, I guess. It makes it much easier. <laughs> 
yeah, it's, it's like, don't focus on me, focus on me doing all this. I No, it's, I'm not afraid of people seeing me. Like it's, it's weird. It's not stage fright. It's fear of, I mean, it's not, it, that's not true. Cause it's still, it's an uncomfortable situation regardless, but I guess I'm, I'm so afraid of not doing well. And when you're doing cartwheels and when you're, I mean, I haven't done a cartwheel in a really long time, actually. I'm not going to lie. Cause just, you know, the, <laughs> the pandemic and I haven't done shows in my last year, there was no room for that. So, but yeah, when I'm doing that, or, you know, I, I like to do crowd interactive things when, when there's constant engagement, you can't think like, oh my God, they think I suck. Cause you're making them have fun. You could see they have fun. Whereas, you know, you're sitting playing an acoustic show and everyone's just sitting content watching you. You're like, I don't know if you like this <laughs> until they start clapping at the end. Sorry, I shaking my computer. So I guess that's a part of it as well. Um, that leads me to my next one, the national anthem. Like when you say you don't like all eyes on you, how was that? Was that? Awful. I completely forgot I did that. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I, honestly, like we're rewarding experience in hindsight, but in that moment was not having fun. <laughs> I was very scared. <laughs> that was cool though. Wow. You did like, you did so much. That's so neat. Like, thanks. <laughs> the, the national anthem is a big deal for you guys, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like every, I could just be making that up. I feel like every singer wants to do that, you know? Like it's a, it's a fun thing to do. Maybe not like praise the country, but like just the act of singing for everybody at a football game or like singing such a difficult song. Um, I almost thought I, I, you know, so I, I could hit the note when I got home. And then once I was in front of everyone, I started the song in a higher key than I practiced. And so I was like, I'm not hitting this high note. It's not going to happen. Um, sorry. It's all coming back to me. I completely forgot about that day. <laughs> just yeah, suppress very, it and get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> What was your tour like, your first The Invasion tour? What was that like? Um, wow, I don't remember. I, I remember, I mean, I, I, you know, I went with my parents and uh, it was neat being in a bunch of different cities, but I actually really don't remember how I felt like in that phase of my life when usually I do remember how I feel. I know that we didn't have, because now I have a, a van that I use when I tour, Um and we didn't have that yet. It was just my parents. We, my parents actually got a minivan so that we could do that together. They like switch, switched out their car. Um, and then my dad built this huge box to go on top of the min minivan, to put all my equipment in. And people would always be like, is that a dead body in there? And we'd be like, there's two. <laughs> <laughs> like we'd always we'd always get a lot of shit for that. Oh, oh wait, I can curse. Uh, we'd always get a lot of shit for that. Um, Cause it was just, a, it, it's very strange thing to have such a large coffin sized box on top of a minivan. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. It's a fun time of my life. Like, you know, touring for the first time. Where did you get the skills to play multiple instruments and um, sing? I think it comes from wanting to, cause you know, I produce my own songs. And so I play all my instruments I can play to the extent that I need them for. And that I think is hilarious, meaning that, you know, when I'm playing like my song Snow, I'm playing piano on that song. And, you know, I know songs on the piano from like, you know, my previous because I had a piano teacher when I was like little. And so I know all the songs I played on piano then. And if I teach things to myself, I can play them. But I don't really do that. 
I don't sit here and practice piano. So like, if I do want to include an instrument in one of my songs, I have to sit there and really practice it so that I can get it well. Um, so it just, I think it's just wanting to be able to have the full creative freedom in my music. And I was like, well, I need drums. So I gotta learn drums now. I gotta be a drummer. <laughs> so like, I need, you know, I want to, I want to play guitar in my shows, so I gotta get good at guitar. So I already played guitar, but it was mostly just like rhythm stuff that I could do. And now, you know, obviously over the years getting better. So, yeah. And you shot your own music video? Um, well, yeah, yeah, direct. Yeah. Cause I, I, it's funny <laughs> that you shot your own. Cause I kind of want to copy Bo Burnham after seeing a special and like make a video where I just film the whole thing and like entirely just admit that that's just me copying him. Uh, cause I thought that was genius, but, um, so I didn't want to shoot my music video eventually, but yeah, that last one I did direct, I, I've directed all my videos cause I don't really have a creative team. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I got to come up with all of it on my own, but yeah, my friend Jake helped me out with that. Yeah, he filmed it. He's a videographer, went to school for it, really talented kid. So it's fun. And how far do you think you've come from your first single release, somebody to love to when alcohol tastes like juice? So I'm going to give you a little secret. My first single release actually isn't on any platform except for like, there's like one specific streaming platform that is not as common of like a, a platform that I can't figure out how to get it off of. I think it's Deezer. <laughs> um, it's called Stumble and I made it when I was like 14. And in my opinion, it's awful. I think it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, so I guess from like, if you want to get like for real, like my very first single till now, very long way from sucking to like me, at least liking my songs from somebody to love until now. Um, I think just going outside of the box because I was very, you know, I was still learning what, or figuring out what I was doing. So I was more trying to make songs that were a song at all rather than like creative, if that makes sense. Cause I was like, it has, I have to build on this somehow. And so I was very structured and very, you know, music theory at the time. And now I'm very like, I don't care. And just does doing whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And how's it feel? Because you said you didn't want to pursue music, but how's it feel having fans and, you know, walking in some cities or towns and people know who you are? Um, the latter has honestly only happened like two or three times. The two or three times were all really fun. Those are cool moments for somebody to be like, I, kn- I actually know who you are. I've seen like that has, that has happened to me. It's very rewarding. Um, it's cool. I don't know. I, I think I, I, at the time I said I didn't want to do music and I, I told myself that, but I think it was just because I thought it was something that you can't really pursue. I'm like, can't, that's not a job. <laughs> like, I don't know why I was more conservative than my mother when it came to that. Um, she was like, yes, you absolutely can. I was like, no, that's <laughs> not a real job. You silly woman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I don't know. I care. <sighs> I'm not the type of person that is like fans, like, oh, the glory. Like I'm more like the human connection of being able to like interact with people and talk to them and build relationships with people. Cause it's very, it's very cute when like people who are, or, you know, kids who are like nine through 13, 14 that like DM me on Instagram and are 
you know, will say like, oh, I listened to this song and it made, you know, I listened to it after school and it really makes me feel like this emotion it makes me feel good. It makes me feel motivated, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. Now, now we can like talk and like, I don't know. It's just very, it's very sweet. I like that aspect of music. I like that it brings people together. I like that I have friends in every major city because going to concerts and you meet people and then they introduce you people. It's like music is just like such a universal language. Um, so I think this is like perfect for me. It's, it's, you know, I I've always loved music, but I also love the connections that come along with it. So, yeah. And at what point would you say you've, you've made it in the music industry? When I don't have to have a side hustle. (laughs) 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 Oh no, if I had lipstick on my teeth, that sucks. Well, I think we should keep all that because that's just, it's the truth. You did? I can't I had, see it yeah, I, I literally just wiped it off. It was like in the dead center the whole time. And I, I think we should shamelessly leave it all there. They should you're, know. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. They, the world should know that I get lipstick on my teeth. So you, you, right. you're, you're human. So yeah. <laughs> I'm corgi. What can I say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Sorry, I interrupted there. <laughs> what, what is your side hustle? Um, I do graphic design freelance. Okay. Yeah, it's very <laughs> random, but I enjoy it. So um I did have another have you ever felt like giving up just stopping music and going get a full time job or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one, like once a year I have like a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because it's like I don't not profit off my music. I get, you know, royalties every month. And, you know, when I do a show, I get paid and all that stuff. So it's like music is profitable. It's just, it's not consistent, meaning like, you know, the pandemic pandemic happens and then it's like, okay. And a lot of people, you know, had that situation happen. All, most musicians, you know, lost, or even non-musicians, a lot of people lost their jobs. Like, sorry, I'm, I'm a little frazzled thinking about it. Um, but even that, even, you know, if you can't do a show or you're not touring at the moment or, you know, you haven't released songs and, you know, your interaction online is less because you have a lot going on, you know, your monthly streams are going to go down. So mm-hmm. it's a very, you know, it's it's not as consistent as other careers, but it's still something. So I guess I don't want to make it seem like I, I I'm not where I want to be quite yet. I think I'm content with the momentum that I've kept up with. It's just that, you know, where I am in my career, I also have to have two jobs, but I do like it. I don't, I, I don't think I'd ever stop doing the graphics design now that I think about it. Cause it's just, it's just extra money to live off of. So, um, but yeah, I definitely want to be able to pay rent off of just my music. <laughs> no, that so, seems fair. Well, yeah. you work hard for it. So mm-hmm. if you could tell Wait, your youngest. Did it, was that the answer to your question? Is that what you asked me? Yeah. Okay, just making sure I'm not <laughs> rambling here, going off the, the, the rails. Okay. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Um, calm down. <laughs> just calm down, relax. And I still need to tell myself that now. Um, but even more so when I was younger, I think I, I got overly excited about certain things. And I also got overly upset about a lot of things as well. I was very, I had very strong emotions as a teenager. I was, I was the definition of angst. Um, and I think 
the perfect example of like calm down, I guess, is that like, you know, the tattoo on my arm, this is it. This is, I love this tattoo for a lot of reasons. My friend did the peace sign because she's an apprentice at a tattoo or was an apprentice. Now she's a tattoo artist. Um, and then I was like, I'm gonna add leaves. And then I was like, the leaves aren't good enough. I'm gonna add more. And I kept adding more to it because I wasn't content with how like the peace sign was just on its own. I was like, she deserves a frame for what she did on me. Um, and then I kind of went overboard and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this being so large on me. I never wanted a big tattoo. <laughs> and like a perfect example of how I would do things as a teenager. Like I just couldn't relax. Um, so I think, you know, go with the flow type, type of thing. I guess if any teenagers are listening to me, don't get ahead of yourself ever. You got to just take life for what it is because, you know, teenage me would have handled the pandemic very poorly. I think if I had been, you know, at the age I was doing music, so like 16, 17, starting my career and the pandemic would have happened, I probably would have just stopped altogether. I would have been like, oh, there's no hope. There's no use, like not the opposite of being calm. So (laughs) uh, worst case scenario. Yeah. I think just, I needed to take things for what they were. And I think I'm still learning that now. Um, I still catch myself not doing that and not going with the flow. So I think that's the best advice you can give to anyone ever at any point is to just roll with it. If someone wanted to get into the music industry, do you have any advice for them? Um, yeah, be per- persistent. Uh, things take a really long time because I get DMs kind of like, how did you get so many streams? Like you're an independent artist. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> um, so persistence is important. Um, I think people don't know where to perform, which is very, you know, like I was saying before, I didn't know where to either. So again, yeah, open mics. Um, you, when you create like your artist brand and you find like what feels very comfortable and authentic for you, start finding other artists in your area that are within the same genre as you, because then you can like team up and do shows and make shows yourself, you know, book, book a venue, um, things like that. So that's what the advice I have. Be persistent yeah. and figure out what to do at the very beginning. <laughs> I have um, a set of four questions to get to know you a little bit better and let your fans know you a little bit better. Okay. We'll start with what's your favorite food? I don't know. I think, <laughs> oh God, I've never been asked this, uh, in, at least in an interview. Uh, I think my favorite food is like Japanese food as a whole. I'm vegetarian now, so I guess I can't really say sushi, but like if I were not vegetarian, sushi, veggie sushi. Is there a reason you went vegetarian? Guilt. Yeah. I just felt Guilt. bad. <laughs> and I, I've caved. I, I didn't cave for two years. And then in the past, like three months, I've caved like four times. I don't know why. Like I, I, I the other day was like, I really want a corn dog. And then I got one. Um, but I'm going to not do that now. So (laughs) straight up just guilt. I was just like that the animals didn't choose that. Like, I know like, like they are already, it's natural for people to eat animals, but it's because of the mass farming and like all that. Um, because you know, any major industry is just kind of corrupt a little bit at least. Uh, I, I, I was just like, God, they I saw those videos, what they do to the cows and stuff. And I was like, man, yeah. there's a, can't there's a reason people don't watch the videos like myself, you know, like, yeah, yeah. shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's literally why I went vegetarian. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> so 
And my, my parents, you know, I had wanted to, but I lived at home and my parents weren't yet. And then my parents decided to go vegetarian. I was like, now's my chance. Cause if they're, they're doing it, I'm doing it. So yeah. PlayStation or Xbox. I don't know if you game. PlayStation. Yeah. I don't game anymore. I used to, I, I used, I was obsessed with Grand Theft Auto and only Grand Theft Auto. And that's all I played on PlayStation. <laughs> and I never had an Xbox. So there we go. Netflix or <laughs> Disney plus. I only have a Netflix subscription actually and not because i think it's better i just my boyfriend has all the rest of them so i just <laughs> watch stuff with him <laughs> but i don't really i don't know enough of hmm netflix has arrested development so i'm gonna say arrest, i'm gonna say netflix yeah yeah and what's your biggest conspiracy I mean, like the biggest, like the most obvious are like Bush did 9-11 kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. I used to like be big on like coming up with my own conspiracy theories, which was like really annoying. <laughs> and I, I had like funny ones, but I don't remember any of them. So I guess we'll, I'll just roll with the common one. I feel like, okay, here, I'll say this. I feel like any conspiracy theory is like, to an extent, correct. Like anytime anyone's ever had some kind of theory or conspiracy theory that they've given to me, I'm like, that sounds completely sense. Like that sounds correct. Like I believe this. <laughs> and I know that's like kind of, that sounds ignorant to be like, oh, I'm not going to do my research. It's more of like, everything's so messed up all the time. I'm just like, sure, yeah. it's possible. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's more like the, the better, the correct way of wording it. So that's my conspiracy theory is that all conspiracy theories are true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> this is like someone's like, oh yeah, this happened. You're like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's more like, I wouldn't put it. I, I, I don't, it, it seems, it's not like I, it's, I believe you in, yeah. in its entirety. It's more like, sure. I wouldn't be, I'm not shocked by that if it were true. Yeah, there's some crazy shit <laughs> in the world. So yeah, yeah, that is probably like the least <laughs> crazy thing that is happening. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way of wording it. Yeah. Like How the mattress. You... Sorry. Continue. Sorry. How do you balance um, a relationship and the music industry and just everything? Do you find it um, hard? No, because I feel like it's just like any other job. You you work and then you hang out with somebody. Um, I mean, my boyfriend's a musician as well. He you know is an, he's training to be an audio engineer. He's in college right now. So, um, I think. I think musicians usually just gravitate to other musicians because we like the same things and we get each other. So I think that's the only thing that's different. It's just, I don't know. I gravitate towards me. all my friends are musicians. Like <laughs> it's, it's not even on purpose. It just happens. So. Yeah. Other people really don't understand it. You know, I think, yeah, I feel like, cause you know, I, I I've had, I do have friends that aren't musicians, but they just love music. So it's like, I think people who aren't really involved in music at all, just, I don't want to be like, Oh my God, they don't understand us. But like, I also, I've tried having conversations with them and they literally don't get 
anything with music whatsoever. So it's, and I feel like it's, you know, when you're a musician, it's so prominent in your life that you want to talk about it all the time. So when there's not that common ground, even a little bit, it's just it's like, what do you talk about? Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like my sample's not sounding right. They're like, yes, sure. <laughs> Like, because my dad, you know, my dad, my both my parents, you know, music people love music. They don't make music. They don't play instruments, but know everything that has to do with music. So I can say things to them and they're like, oh, like they understand. I mean, specifically music theory, my dad doesn't understand. I'll try to teach it to him. And he's like, stop. It doesn't. I don't really I don't know what a note is. What's a note? That doesn't make sense to me. And like, it's, it's technically just a frequency. He's like, but how do they repeat? I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what they decided. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that yeah i don't know i, is, I don't know <laughs> is college on the table for you i'm not I'm, um, I'm unaware of your age so sorry if i no you're okay i'm 21 um i didn't go to college uh i do berkeley online which is like but not for a degree i do these courses for certification just so i can learn how to do mixing and mastering and all that um but i only I try to only do things that apply to my end objective. I'm not a plan B person whatsoever. I've never been. <laughs> so I was like, well, I want to be a musician. And if I can't be a musician, I will throw myself off a cliff. So it's like, <laughs> why do I want to go to college and have like a degree and then have like loans when I'm not going to be like, I, my career doesn't require that. So it was, it was a very, it was a tough decision because, you know, when I was in high school, it was, very into you know perfect grades I have to get a scholarship all this stuff and then one day I was like I well now that I'm doing music do I need that so yeah well it probably helped you had supportive parents because yeah from the outside in it feels like Americans are very big on you need to go to college mm-hmm. um yeah my parents are unconventional people as it is like they don't they're not into like oh this is what you have to do and blah 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 they're like no do what you want to do um and we will support you doing that in a way that seems like it will be like you'll have the best outcome um and you know they (laughs) for like two years it was just nonstop traveling my parents just would you know we if you want to be actual, when I, when I first started touring, we moved out of our house and just traveled with our, just our things. Well, we put all our stuff in storage and then just had our luggage and our stuff and traveled and cause they, they worked remotely at the time. So, uh, that's, you know, that's a good description of my parents and how supportive they, they were and are, um, that's crazy supportive. <laughs> yeah. Crazy supportive <laughs> is a good word. So, <laughs> they, I feel they, like they, they put all their eggs it. into your basket also. Oh, every single egg that they had was, was, it still is invested in me. Like I, I, I am the single luckiest child is what I could say when it comes to like their support. Um, and anytime I have ever been a bratty teenager should never have happened. <laughs> never, ever. Like I, I, like, I, like, like, cause every teenager at some point reaches a point where they fight with their parents or they argue or they try to be like defiant. Never should have happened <laughs> that's how that's how grateful i am that they, that i had that level of support so um yeah i guess with the college part i feel like that was like the least of the absurd things that they were cool with i guess that are uncommon things <laughs> well, packing up your whole house just to 
tour you around the East yeah. Coast was insane. Yeah. Like, well, because they already, I mean, they love traveling. They've always, you know, they've had different careers. My, my mom did so many careers just before I was born. I was just like, when did you have the time? Um, so they were already like that. I, I think it's just, they were just, the way they worded it to me is like, my dad says to me all the time, like, you don't know how lucky I am that you are a musician because music is my world. The fact that you make music that I like, the fact that you are, you know, my, th- my dad says, well, the fact that you're talented. So like they, it wasn't even like, you know, they wanted to, they, they like it. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're nuts. <laughs> they're fun. So when you're not being uh, Natalie, uh, well, that is you, but when you're not being your artist, what are you doing? The graphic designing and hanging out with my boyfriend. Yeah. I'm a simple woman. I don't really, <laughs> I literally just do like my, my bedroom is my studio and a TV. And then my bed's on, like, I don't have a bed frame. Um, <laughs> like I don't, my, my computer's being rested on a keyboard. Like <laughs> I literally invested. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> do you have anything to say to your ever going fan base? Thanks. Because I feel like it's like music could be an exchange where it's just like I provide you a product and you take it and that's it. Like, you know, but because I don't I don't walk into Starbucks and like talk to the barista and I'm like, you are fantastic. You are. Please. Can I can you put your face on a shirt and then give it to me? You know, and but with music, that's what people do. And so I guess like, I don't know, it's it's. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've done it, I've, you know, when you like an artist, you idolize them. So I think it's, thank you for, you know, believing in what I do and being so supportive and uh, thanks for DMing me all the time. Cause I actually really, really like it. I think it's really sweet that people feel inspired by something to the point where they want to build a connection with the person who created it. So that's it. Yeah. And, and you're pretty easy to message, you know, you, you reply pretty yeah. quickly. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. With you, I honestly wasn't replying as quickly as I usually do. This past <laughs> I literally like I I open your message like walking through my door. Just oh god! But yeah, thank you for being. That's okay. Awesome. <laughs> and to people who aren't following you, what do you have to say to them? Follow me. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me or don't. But I yeah. think you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can we find you social media wise? Um, all of them, except for I mean, if you still use Facebook, I'm on there. I just wish I wasn't. I wish Facebook would go away. I don't really like it. Really? Yeah. I just I think it's so antiquated. I don't I don't know what to post on there. I'm like, hey, old people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Given the fact that I think Americans like Twitter more from the outside in again, Twitter is like the wild, wild west for us. It's just insane. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Wait, where, so you're, cause this is Australia. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I was right about that <laughs> thing. Yeah. I guess that I, I, I didn't know if it was kind of like an echo chamber situation of why I only ever see, you know, American tweets or if it was just because Twitter's just predominantly USA, yeah. but interesting to know it's cool have you ever tried vegemite given the fact that i'm from australia 
I haven't tried it. My friend who is British or is from the UK, she isn't British. She's lived here, but you know, her parents are, uh, had it and she wouldn't let me try it because she said I wouldn't like it. She was insistent. And I honestly, I trust her. <laughs> Look, if anyone ever offers you Vegemite, don't eat it like Nutella. I know. Don't you have to like spread it like super thin? On With butter on toast or bread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what could you describe the flavor profile to me possibly? It's like if you take a big spoonful, it's just bitter, if that makes sense. Is it just basically like a salt spread? Like, yeah. is it just salty? Yeah, it's, yeah, pretty salty and bitter. I like salt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try some Vegemite. Maybe I'll, I'll force her. <laughs> and I'm very interested. This is just off-topic random. I might not even cut it in, but what do you know about Australia? I know that uh, you guys got some wacky animals there. Um, <laughs> uh and I know that your seasons are opposite of us, which is so, that's not discussed enough. It makes me kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, we're just hanging out in the summer and you guys are cold right now. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no, actually, if you want to just like, tell me about Australia. <laughs> 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 I'm interested. I don't know. I don't really know too much. No, that's, that's fair. Cause I, you see a lot of videos on online and stuff about Americans not knowing much about anything else, but America. That's, that's just why I ask. It's uh, America's so bad that we aren't, I mean, to not be like America patriotic, you have to like fight off society. It's, I mean, you know, you have to stand for the pledge in school. And if you don't, your teacher screams at you and, uh, you know, everything's, it, you're supposed to be like America's biggest fan, which to me, it's like, I just live here, bro. I don't know. Like. <laughs> um, so we don't really get taught about the culture of other countries very much because it's, it's supposed to be that doesn't matter america's perfect and we're the best country so why do you need to know about other countries and they they don't want us to know about you guys because they don't want us to know that you guys are substantially cooler so yeah <laughs> fair enough i'd say given the chance if your um medicare system was a little bit better i'd move over there in a heartbeat that's just how i feel interesting what well because what about america would make you like now now like if if we had healthcare, that was what you know what i would say fair um like well, what about what city would you consider uh california for sure yeah. or orlando either one. Oh, neat yeah orlando's cool i mean it has disney world um yeah. What do you think of New York? Have you ever considered? Have you ever been over here? I've been to California. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, California is, I mean, it, as expensive as it is, it's just perfect. So, I mean. It doesn't rain know, ever. It doesn't rain. Uh, it's the, the perfect weather of fall where it's like it's not hot, but it's not cold and you feel like you're being hugged. It's just the weather all the time. And everyone there is happy and friendly and um you have all the different types of terrain. You have the beach, but then the mountains are like right behind the beach and you have, you know, you drive north, it's snowy. You should do it. Um, before we wrap this up, do you have anything major that you would like to add that we could look out for 
uh, next year? Knowing me, the song I'm working on now won't come out till January or February. So I think if I'm my calculations are correct, look out for a new single in January and February. Actually, I could probably do it sooner than that. Let's say December. December. Yeah. Nice Christmas That's present. Right. Yes. A Christmas present of a song about cooking. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, snow. The back there of cooking, actually, is technically (laughs) what the song's about. All right. (laughs) Um, Natalie (laughs) Kalara, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was fun.